Good morning and happy Sabbath, Tabernacle of Praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so glad to see you here this morning. Let us all stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Come on, we could do better than that. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Happy Sabbath, everybody. On my left side, happy Sabbath. On my right side, happy Sabbath. In the middle, happy Sabbath. Are you glad to be in God's house just one more time? I'm talking about just one more time. Are you glad to be in his presence? Oh, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord because it's in the house what we find joy. It's in the house where we find peace. It's in the house where we get deliverance. It's in the house, the house, the house, and the house. God is good. And all the time, you may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. Can we just turn the monitors down just a little bit? I think I done blew someone eardrums. I done blew them out. Can we turn it, turn it down just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit? Oh, I'm so excited. Mike, you're still smiling, man. Is that all right? God is good, amen? Oh, you don't know like I know how good God has been. He is truly worthy of all the praise. It's still a little bit loud, you think? Can we turn just a little bit more? Amen. I don't know if it's the monitors or the house. He's working on it, praise God. Well, we're so glad to be here today. I'm glad that we have sound. Amen. We could be in here doing something different, but we're able to hear, and we praise God for each and every one of you for being in God's house today. He is truly an amazing God. Without him, we can do nothing. Amen. 
but with him we are more than conquerors. I want to just stop and just say happy Father's Day to all of our fathers in the house. Can we just put our hands together as we celebrate dads today? Can we just wave our hands, Dad? If you a daddy, if you a daddy, can you just wave your hand? I'm a daddy. Super daddy. She threw the super on there. I don't, everybody need to wave a hand on that one, amen. I think we have nothing but super daddies in the house, amen. But we praise God for you. It's good to see you, Doc. Amen. <laughs> but we are so thankful and blessed to be here in this space today. Um, we're in the month of June, about to exit June. And um, I know we've been celebrating birthdays since the 1st of June. And I know that we had a special celebration on yesterday. Amen. So if you celebrated a birthday on yesterday, can you just wave your hand in the house? <laughs> We thank God for you, Sister Bev, and for all of you. Any, any other birthdays? Any other birthdays in the month of July? I mean, the month of June. She said, don't, don't, don't sell my June. Sister Lakita, I see you in the back. Amen. Carmeline. Sister Kathy, I see you waving over here. My daughter, JL, celebrated her birthday yesterday, too. Y'all twins, what you call them? Birthday sisters? Or is that what you call them? Well, we celebrate you. Your little sister. Amen. We received that, little sister. But we praise God for you today, all of you who are celebrating birthdays. We normally sing happy birthday to all of our birthday babies. Can we continue that tradition here at Tabernacle of Praise? Let's go ahead and sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. also want to recognize all of our guests, family, and friends. For those of you who are viewing with us online, we praise God for you. We do recognize that you can be somewhere else, but you have chose to worship with us today, and we want to say thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to worshiping with us on this beautiful Sabbath day. And now we just want to ask all of us, even in the house as well as you on the line, if we can just be some digital disciples and just go ahead and share the link let family friends know that we are in the house let them know that we are worshiping here at tabernacle of praise here in st louis missouri where we just let god be god and we just get out of his way is that all right and so we want to thank you for joining us also we want to recognize all of our guests family and friends who are visiting with us in the house amen, amen. now forgive me if i mess up your name i'm gonna do my best but we want to welcome sister samantha franks can you wave your hand samantha where's samantha she just stepped out she's in the children's room amen but we want to recognize her um, for being here with us. This is um, of, um, um, Alvina's neighbor. So we praise God for Sister Alvina. She is faithful. Amen. And letting folks know about what we do here. And also we want to recognize um, Elijah and uh, Athena. Can you raise your... Uh, those are her children. Those are her children. So they all in the okay then. Well, praise God. Praise God. And of course we recognize Sister Kelly Paris and her husband Mark Paris. Our VP of Finance here at our conference. We are so glad that you're here to worship with us. And of course, we will be sharing a little bit more about our speaker, but we're glad to have our president um, in the house. Um, 
Roger Bernard, President Roger Bernard, we're so glad that you're here for being with us. Praise God for you. Now, I, 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 I have the mind, Sister Brenda, to have you come stand right next to me on this next name. But we're going to ask our next guest to stand up. And if you can just share your name with us, amen. I do not want happy Sabbath. Maduka. Well, praise the Lord, Brother Maduka. Um, we praise God for you, Brother Brandon and Sister Maduka, for being here with us. We pray that this is not your last experience here with us. Um, and so we thank God for you. Um, also, we just want to continue to um, keep in prayer um, the Lacey family. Um, we'll be funeralizing Nicole on this coming Wednesday. Um, we want to um, just keep that family lifted up in prayer and also keep my cousin Mike lifted up in prayer. We'll be funeralizing his son on Friday. So um, just ask that you would keep the family lifted up in prayer. Amen. Um, also, just a couple more, I will get out of your way. We want to recognize all of our graduates. We'll hear more about our graduates here in a few minutes. Um, but we want to remind all of our men for our upcoming men's retreat. We want you to get in, get registered for that. And also tonight at 7 o'clock, we'll be having our town hall meeting. It will be held at um, Northside. We have been announcing Berean. Um, but it has been shifted to Northside Seventh-day Adventist Church, where we'll be there at 7 o'clock. And it is my prayer that we all are intending, intending um, for this special meeting. Um, at this time, um, how do we deal with our graduates? Amen. Good morning. Happy Sabbath. We are so thankful for education. And we want to recognize this morning our graduates that graduated from high school, college, uh, Sister Kaya, just stand up. Sister Kennedy is not here, and Sister Christina is probably on their way. But we're going to recognize our graduates. They're on the desk. And Sister Kaya. I'm going to come and put you on the spot. <laughs> I just want you to tell us where you graduated from and where you will be going. I graduated from Hazelwood East, and I'll be going to SIUE. So, so you guys heard that. She's continuing her education. She's not just going to sit like a bump on a log. So we want to praise God for you, Sister Kaya. We're going to pass to you your gift, and we want you to take this and use it for what you need to continue your education. Thank you so much for being a part of our family. The next recognition we want to give are all of our men in the house, our fathers. If you are a father, if you can stand now, We'll get the choir to go out and, and pass out these gifts that have been prepared for you. Fathers leave a legacy. Fathers are our examples. And we want to thank God for each and every one of you.
make sure we get the ones in the choir here. How many children? Who has the most children? Who has the most children? <laughs> Whose quiver has been full? Our pastor. We want to recognize our pastor as the one that probably has the most children. Thank God for the man of God. Get the musicians. least we want to recognize today our first lady the woman of God in Tabernacle of Praise House of Worship we want to recognize you as just a loving soul who has been a true blessing to each and every one of us she has touched our lives since she has been here she's been an example of modesty of love of acceptance, just has been a true, peaceful presence in our midst. And uh, we love you. And we just want to say thank you for being here and thank you for, for touching our hearts and changing our lives since you've been here. You know, when they came um, initially, she has always been so very, very humble. And she has been doing the Lord's work is what I call it. Every week, you all know her to be a master chef around here. But she is, she is my master chef. And that is when she's doing the Lord's work, when she's cooking for me. So praise the Lord. We love you. We will keep on loving you and keep on cooking. And I will be eating with you today. Praise the Lord. I just want to say thank you so much. It is such a privilege to be here with you all and to be able to serve and to just get to know each one of you personally. I love you guys. I appreciate you all so much. And have a blessed Sabbath. And we just, we just want uh, Sister Kennedy and Sister Christina to stand. These are our other two graduates. Woo and we just want to know where you graduated from and what you're planning to do next. I'm graduating from Hazelwood West High School and I will be attending SLU, um, well, at St. Louis University in the fall, yeah. <laughs> Hi everyone, I graduated from Lindenwood University with my Master in Curriculum and Instructions. Praise the Lord, we got some smart ones in the house.
Amen. Come on, can we put our hands together one more time for all of our graduates? And our first lady, Sister Melody. I tell you, you've heard about the, the, the pots banging in the kitchen. I've been a blessing to me for the past 25 years. And I just want to say you are truly an amazing wife, friend, mother. Um, I love you, and I praise God for you every day. Amen. God is good. Can we just put our hands together one more time as we receive our choir? Lord, I'm free, really free, free to leap for joy and give you all the glory because, Lord, I'm free, you made me free, free to dance and sing, free to lift my hands and worship, Lord, I'm free, Lord, I'm free, come on, sing it with me. Free to lift free my hands. Lord, I'm free. Lord, I'm free. Anybody free? You can sing it with us. Free to dance and sing. Free to lift my hands and worship. Lord, I'm free. Lord, I'm free. Sing it again. Let the freedom. People sing it. Free to lift my hands. Lord, I'm free. Lord, I'm free. Lord, I'm to dance and sing. Free to dance and sing. Free to lift my hands and worship. Lord, I'm free. Lord, I'm free. Free to give him glory. Free to give him all the praise because I'm free. He died on Calvary. Free to give him glory. Free to give him all the praise, Lord. Yes, I'm free. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, it makes me free. Feeling free indeed. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, I'm free indeed. Free indeed. Sing it in harmony. Free to dance. Your part, sing it. Lord, I'm free. Lord, I'm free. You can stand up and help me sing it. Free to dance. Free to lift my hands. Lord, Lord, I'm free. One more time. Free to dance.
I'm a free worshiper. Oh, yeah. Lord, thank you for being free. Yes. That sounds like a Joseph original. No. <laughs> but we are praising God that we're able to worship him in spirit and in truth. That we don't have to worry about who's sitting to my left or who's sitting on my right. But we can worship God because he's worthy to be praised. We worship him because he is God. And he is deserving of our worship. He's deserving of our praise. And so we come to this time in our service where we acknowledge our God in prayer. Where we lay our petitions before his feet. The one thing about the God that we serve, just in case you don't know, don't want to take it for granted that you have it all figured out, but, but just in case you don't know, the God that we serve, he want us to come to him <laughs> that's a sermon right there he he want us to lay our petitions at his feet he he want us to give him our troubles and our trials and our tribute he he want us to bring those things to him why because he's able to handle it and this is how he show you and and show me and show us that he's capable he said, bring it to me. Trust me with your concern. Trust me with your children. Trust me with your marriage. Trust, trust me with your health. Trust me with your finances. Just simply trust me. I, I'm just asking you to give me a chance to show you that I am he who once was and who always will be. And that there never was a time when I wasn't. I, I just want to just let you in on that just in case you didn't know. So today, uh, we want to lift up in prayer this morning. Uh, first, we want to lift up our very own Deacon Carlos, who is standing on the gate as we speak. Who, 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 was, who was dealing with pain right now. But he told me this morning, he said his van was able to start. So that wasn't enough to keep him. The pain that he's experiencing in his tooth right now wasn't enough to keep him from coming. So he's on the, he's on the gate right now, standing guard. So we lift you up, Brother Carlos. We also want to lift up our very own Sister Alexandra Doya. We've been praying for her, been calling her name out, and we want to continue to pray for her and call her name out. We also want to lift up Sister Diane Bond. I want to keep her in prayer. We don't know all the ins and outs, but what we do know is that we serve a God that is see all and understands all. We also want to remember Sister Marla Lacey in prayer. Remember Mike Hess in prayer as we'll be doing those funerals later on this week. Ask your prayers. 
Next week, we'll get back to our special prayer focus of family. But today, we want to invite anyone who choose to come close to the altar. We invite you to come. And for those of you who choose to remain in your seat, we ask if you can reverently kneel as we approach God's throne. It's prayer time. Loving Lord, our Father and God, Savior, ruler, master of everything, we are so privileged and honored to be able to come before you. We're so thankful at the fact that you have chosen us to be a part of this amazing Sabbath. Father, as always, when we come before you, we come, first of all, asking that you will forgive us of our sins. Asking you, O oh God, that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness and allow your Holy Spirit to move mightily through our hearts and our minds that wherever we go or whatever it is that we find ourselves doing your name will be glorified for without you God we're hopelessly lost but with you we are more than conquerors and so we give thanks praise honor and glory to you for being the alpha the omega uh, the beginning and the end the one who always will be never will be a time when you won't exist and so we're so thankful that we can serve you, God, the ruler of master of all things. And so we're so honored to come before you today, declaring you our king, declaring you our Lord, declaring you, O oh God, the master of our lives. So as we lay before you these prayer requests, we're asking you, God, that you will move mightily over Sister Alexandria today. Yes. We're asking you, God, that you will stop by her bedside and let her know that, that you still have healing in your wings. Let her know, Father God, that you see the end from the beginning and that you understand her circumstances and, and that you see the needs and you understand the pain that she's experiencing. Oh God, my God, let her know this in the name of Jesus. Uh, strengthen her faith today, oh God. Uh, rain down upon her like never before, oh God. Uh, let her know that you still see her uh, as your baby. Uh, let her know that you still see her, God, as your child. Be with her husband as well, oh God. Hold him up today, oh God. Uh, we're asking you to do this in the name of Jesus. Uh, because if you don't do it, God, it cannot, shall not, and will not get done. We're asking you, O oh God, that you will cover Diane today, O oh God. Lord, you know her needs. You know her circumstances. You know what she's dealing with today, O oh God. So we're just asking you that you will show yourself strong, O oh God. That you will let her see you, O oh God, as the healer of her, of, of, of her faith and, and the healer of her mind. Whatever it is that she's experiencing, God, let her see you in the midst of it, O oh God. 
Oh, Father, we ask that you would do this today. Because again, God, if you don't, it shall not and will not get done. Father, we want to throw a special prayer up for Brother Carlos. Deacon Carlos, who was standing on his post this morning, who did not allow the pain in his mouth, um, stop him from coming to be about his business. Oh, God, so we're asking that you would give him strength, oh, God. That you would take the pain away, oh, God. That you will strengthen him right now, oh God. That when he leave here, Father God, he will not experience any pain. You're that kind of God. So Father, do it now. We also want to lift up before you today, oh God, Sister Marla, who will be funeralizing her oldest child, Nicole. Father, she's still dealing with the hurt and the pain. But Father, we understand and know that there is no pain or no hurt that we will ever experience that you have not already dealt with. So Father, we're asking that you will show her how to make it through it. Show her how to walk through it, oh God. Show her how to live through it in the name of Jesus. If you don't deliver her, God, if you don't move now, God, if you don't show up now, God, she's subject to lose her faith. But because of who you are, the word of God declares that you will not put no more on us than what we're able to handle. So, Father, do it now in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to lift up before you my cousin, Mike, in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you would touch him right now as he too will be funeralizing his eldest, his son, Father God, who was brutally killed. In the name of Jesus, Father, we ask that you will show him your way. Show him your light. Show him your truth. Father, while he's trying to figure it out, go ahead and work it out for him, oh God. That at the end of the day, oh God, he will see you and not his pain. That he will see you and if he see the pain, he will see it as a, a pain of deliverance of how you brought him through, oh God. Father, we ask that you would be with our family and friends that are viewing with us online. We're asking, oh God, that you will cover them and keep them right now. You know what they're dealing with. Be with us in the physical space. Those that have chose to come down around this altar. Lord, you see every last one of us. You see what we're going through and you know it, oh God. Because if it wasn't for you, oh God, we wouldn't be here today. We're asking that you would be with those that are in their seats. Father, you will do a great work as well. Cover us today. Lead us closer to you, God. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. We're asking you also, God, that you will cover the speaker of the hour. Cover president, friend, husband, daddy. Cover President Roger Bernard today, oh God. Asking, oh God, that you will speak to him and through him. That you would deliver a word for this season, oh God. A word of deliverance for this time, oh God. And we also want to just lift up before you, uh, 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 Sister Kelly and Brother Mark Paris. We thank you for traveling, mercies, for them being here with us today. Be with the, the um, town hall meeting tonight, oh God. We ask that you will show up in a very special way. That when we leave that time together of fellowship tonight, we will know that we have been with Jesus and Jesus alone. Again, we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you 
In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Okay, we have to do a little housekeeping first. You know, last year we did our backpack Sabbath and we did 30 book bags. That was good. That was good. This year we are solid at 200. There is no doubt in my mind that next year we will do 600 bags. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. That's right. That's right. We're going to be praising the Lord all year, Amen. supporting young people Amen. by giving them backpacks Amen. next year. So also between now and then, you know, we do have our Christmas program coming up. It's, it's June. In June, I start. I tell the Christmas season is here. <laughs> so I start in June. So I want you guys to start. Take your, stop looking at your clock. Pop I saw you. Anyway, we, I tell Lee, you know, we got to get started. So everybody start giving in your thank you, Lordy. Um, uh, give me the word. Give me the word. Oh, offering day. Offering. You know the word offering. <laughs> thank you, Lord, offering. I'm sorry for um, this coming up. You can start now so you don't have to worry about getting in your $700, $800. All right, I'm just kidding. But if you can do that, we'll take it. So get your monies in. And uh, let's see anything. Oh, yeah, for our backpacks. We're doing really good, so we need 21 spiral notebooks. We went out to find those. We couldn't find them anywhere. We don't want to pay a whole lot of money for them. They just got to you know, throw the paper away, so we don't want to invest in the things. Uh, and then highlighters, we need 58. We need 142 packs of highlighters. So we bought out one store. We bought those all out. So uh, we need you to continue to bring those in. We need some, um, let's see, got to be careful with it. I think snacks, Lee, did we say snacks? Okay, snacks. We need snacks, and we need a lunch for those who are going to participate and help pass them out. We want to have a lunch, uh, um, brown bags lunch for you on that day, and we need water for those who are passing it out. So we're going to need to know how many people are going to help, which I suspect is going to be everybody up in the church. I suspect that we're going to have so many people, we're going to take shifts giving those bags out. That's how we're going to do that, right? So, you know, I can just count now, then we can give the number, but that's what we're expecting. Now, you all heard about all these people who have passed, right? And that left some people behind who are really, really, really sad, right? So we don't know what's happening like to the people right next door. We don't know what they're hurting from, or the people on this side of us, or the ones across the street. But we have to send a message to them to let them know that God loves them. That's right, clear your throats and get ready for it, because we want them to know that God is good! All the time. All the time. He is so worthy to be praised. He is so good. I mean, listen, this has been an awesome week for everybody in here. 
Everybody had an awesome week. I know that because you're sitting here breathing. Right? You got the breath of life that was given to man in the Garden of Eden that is powerful. It sustains us. It helps us to speak and encourage and change lives and, and countries and families. We had an awesome week. And if you didn't think so, I want you to rethink this thing. Every day you wake up, you can change your situation. You cannot change it if you're dead. So as long as you're alive, there is hope. So I want you guys to remember that. We have, uh, I know everybody think I forgot, you're supposed to be improving in some way. So I've been thinking about this verse. It's in uh, Deuteronomy 28, 13. And it says, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. But, but, if, I'm going to just put it in English so nobody will miss it. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, I'm going to tell you day by day what to do. It's your job to do it. Are you the head? I want you to think about it. Because it's a promise. He said, I will make you the head. Are you the head? And if you are not the head, why? Let's look at that again. Let's look at a different verse. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And just in case you were thinking, you know, you should be up here where the pastor is, they clear it up. God clears it up. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to the minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Listen, if you've been trying to make it to the next level, the first thing you need to check, am I listening to God? Because he promised that you were going to be the head, not the tail. The secondly, how are we defining the head? I'll tell you, I'm, I told Pastor, I was reading Bahamas' book, all 700 pages, I'm not skipping. And... He started in the community. He started ministering to people in the community. Don't miss it, you guys. Something came across my desk, or really on my email, and the people that be, those who have power and make money, they're looking for innovative ways to reach the, un, the underserved community. That's us. We said right smack in the underserved community. They are looking for what we have, door-to-door -door ministry, going out praying with people on, the, um, on Snook's parking lot, um, feeding the poor. They're looking for what we do because that's the only way they can reach the people we reach. If you are not living your best life right now, if you are not feeling passionate about waking up, getting up, going out, might it be that you're just not doing what God tells you to do? He's promised you. And you are the head. You're already it. You don't have to ask permission. You don't have to be promoted. You're it. The day you get up and say, Lord, I'm going to do exactly what you tell me to do, no matter how small it is, let's use your time, your talent, your temple, and treasure. Please, 
please, so that God can use you because people are dying in Christ's graves. And we sit here or stand here and we have all these gifts, but we need to develop them by using them. You guys make this a great day. Continue to have a great week. And please, please, please let somebody know that God loves them. He's taking care of them and that you will do all you can to support them. Have a great day. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I will not let you miss out on the blessing. Come on, will, will the deacons come down so that everybody can be blessed of the Lord? They can receive a blessing so much that they cannot receive all of it. They got to share some of it with me. So let's have a word of prayer. Most honorable Father, in the blessed name of Jesus, we thank you so much that you've given us talents and abilities. You've given us treasure, Lord, to return to you so that you can multiply it and bring people into, um, into the truth, Lord, save some lives, and teach children. In the name of Jesus, we pray and praise you always. Bless the offerings. Amen. Let the church say amen. share with you a little bit about our speaker. Most of you know him, um, experienced him when he was pastoring here in Duluth. 
Many of you know him more so, probably better than I do. Um, but I just want to just stop and just say a little bit about our speaker, who our paths crossed somewhere around in the mid-90s, I believe it was. I would say the early 90s, but most likely it was closer to the mid-90s when I showed up at Andrews University and saw some guys on the football field playing flag football and not knowing anything about intramural, <laughs> picked up some flags and put them on and joined the, the team, not knowing that I was joining the team of all seminarians. Uh, this is before I even became a Seventh-day Adventist. Had no idea about preaching. Didn't have, wasn't on my radar, but I'm out here hanging out with these theologians. And this young man here saw me donning those flags, and I guess in his haste. Now, see, one thing about, and I'm going to let him preach in a minute, but I got the mic right now. <laughs> one thing about our... Our president, he, 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 he want to win at all costs. So all he saw was me putting on flags and told me to run, and he threw the ball. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't touch, do the touchdown thing. But, but that's how our friendship started. And um, um, I must say that it's been a blessing and an honor to, to call you friend. Um, he's married to one young woman home the story with that is I met his wife bef uh, shortly after I met him Excuse me. and didn't know that that was his wife we sang in a choir together and um, so I'm singing in choirs with pastors wives and playing football with pastors who <laughs> God has a sense of humor come on somebody and, um, and so he's married to one wife, Sister Ivona, who we want to keep in prayer. She's unable to be here with us. Have two daughters, um, um, Bria and um, um, Braylon. And um, we want to keep them in prayer as well. Um, been married 35 years. Amen. Um, and so come on, yeah, let's put our hands together for that. Some don't make it 35 hours. Um, but we have 35 years in. <laughs> Amen. But after we hear from our anointed, I keep calling you a choir, then I call you a prayer. What, what, I'm, I'm going to just keep calling you anytime just I need us. you. Just call you. They say, just call us. But after the choir, after the praise team, you will hear from the man of God, our president, um, Pastor Roger Bernard. Hear ye from the man of God. I was deep in despair, Satan had me 
get mad because y'all start walking off. I said, y'all, y'all can't come up here and then. I'm so, somebody brought it back. I'm glad somebody brought it back. I was going to be forced to bring y'all back. Going to do one song and then walk off like <laughs> Come on, choir. Come on, choir. I'm telling you. We are thankful, thankful for being here with you today. Thank you. I want to thank your pastor for, for this invitation. Um, and he's right. We met, we met in the 90s somewhere, and I thought he was a preacher. <laughs> he was always around preachers. So. so it was destined. The Lord knew what he was doing. He had you a preacher's wife ready. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. It's always good to be able to come back to St. Louis. Um, you know, this is home for us. As a matter of fact, Bria got mad at me this morning. She said, you going where? <laughs> I said, I'm going to St. Louis. She said, you see, you always do this to me. <laughs> oh, boy, Bria's 19. Can you believe it? She's 19. Yeah. She was two when she came. She's 19 now. Can you believe that? I'm telling you. Going into her junior year in college. Uh, so I'm telling you, the Lord is blessing her. Yes. Amen. It's good to be here with you, and I'm thankful again for this invitation to come and speak. Uh, I'm not going to be long, but you know I'm going to preach until I'm through. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I think, we, I think we can do this thing together and be able to get what God wants to say to us today. So, if you don't mind standing as we read God's Word, we're going to the book of Luke chapter 15. I'm going to begin reading at verse 12, a uh, very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, Luke chapter 15, I'm going to begin reading at verse 12. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, but you can follow me in whatever translation you have. Here's what the word says. The younger son 
told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. And a few days later, this young son packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all the money that he had with wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Please, just make me, take me on as one of your hired servants. For the next few moments, let us consider the topic, what a dad, what a father, what a father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we are listening to you, so we ask that you will speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. What? A father. Why do people leave the church? Why, why do they leave? You ever think about that? I mean, there are people you started out going to church with and they're no longer with you. If, you could just, if, if all of us would just take some time and think, we could think of a couple of people who we know no longer go to church. Why do they leave? So I asked some folk who left church. You want to know what they said? You all don't sound like you want to know. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. A couple of reasons. So, so I talked to someone and they told me they left because they feel guilty. They feel guilty about not living right. Yep. Somebody else told me that they that that uh, they didn't want people reminding them that they weren't living right. <laughs> so they stopped going to church. Someone else said they stopped going because people at church hurt them. Now, now you, may, you may look and say, ah, but it's the reason why someone said they stopped coming. Someone said they stopped going to church because the people at the church were making fun of them. Someone said that they stopped going to church because they actually were angry with God about something that happened in their life. They felt God should have stepped in, intervened, and stopped it, but he didn't. And so they left him. Someone said, well, this one kind of blew my mind. 
Someone said they stopped going to church because they felt lonely. Say, how can you feel lonely at church? Oh, you, you all are quiet. But they stopped going because they felt lonely. They didn't feel like they were part of a community. So they stopped going. Someone said they stopped going to church because the people at church uh, had a false representation of who God was. Someone said that they stopped going to church because uh, they had an, a false expectation of what church was supposed to be. If they didn't have all the bells and the whistles and the blinking lights and the hidden band and all, you all don't have that problem here. But if they didn't have all of that stuff, they stopped going. And I discovered that there are a whole lot of reasons for why people stop going to church. Someone said that, that people in the, in, sitting in the pew would talk just loud enough so they could hear and they would have conversations about them. And they stop going to church. There are all kinds of reasons for why people decide to leave home. And we can think about it and look around. We, there are people who started this spiritual journey with us, but when you look at them now, they're nowhere to be seen. There are people, and so, and so when we dive into this story, the audacity of this boy to come to his dad and say, I'm sick of your rules. I'm tired of what happens here at home. I want what I would normally get when you die. I want it now. That's almost akin to saying, I wish you were dead now so I could have my inheritance. And, and this boy, this boy said to his dad, Give me what I'm supposed to get now. Now, if I were just to pause and take a poll of the fathers in this room today, the fathers who are watching online, what would you have said if your son said to you, I want what I'm supposed to get now. Give me what I'm supposed to get now. What would you say? <laughs> I'm talking to the fathers and the, the mothers are talking. <laughs> I mean, kind of think about it. And the word says that he gets it. So there's some observations I want to make about this story. And I want you to know right up front. That this story, in my opinion, is not about a prodigal son. This story, in my opinion, is not about a brother who stayed home and apparently did what was right, but hated when his brother came home. This story is not about them. This story is about a father. Unlike any father that I've ever seen in all of my life, this story the, the major player, the star of the drama is daddy. So I got a few observations as to why this story is about this dad. The first observation is what I just discussed in the introduction. The boy coming to this dad saying, I wish you were dead. Give me what I'm supposed to get when you die. I want it now. And the reaction of the dad. 
This is the first observation that it makes. If it were me, I would have knocked him out. So you better get yourself back up into that field and don't come out of there until I tell you to come out. That's kind of some of the stuff we might say. But the word says that this guy divides his living and he actually gives this boy an inheritance. This is the first observation I want to make. The boy wants to go and live like sin, he, but he, he doesn't even have money to leave home to go and live like sin. So he got to go to his daddy to get money to go live like sin. Watch this. And the dad gives it to him. Am I talking? Am I just getting this thing out myself? We would have said, you better get out of my face. But this dad gives this boy his substance even though he knows that this boy is going to go in the far country and waste it. Now, I'm hoping this thing becoming a little bit clearer because you're not getting it. There are a lot of people that we love who have walked away from God. There are a lot of people that we have written off because they no longer walk with God. Are you listening to me? There are a lot of people that we have put on the checklist as going to hell. But what I've discovered is that the father we serve gives his substance to people who walk away from him because it is his determination, it is his desire that they have the ability one day to come back. So they're going to need something while they're in the far off land to be able to make it back. You see why I said, what kind of father is this? What a father, right? right? So, people, so there are people that you and I are praying for. Some people's children have walked away from church, and we're praying every day that they'll make their way back. I want you to know that we serve a father who are giving them their, he's keeping them in their right mind. He's giving them the ability to work their limbs. He's giving them the ability to be able to work and provide for the house. He's allowing them to have their substance because it's his desire that one day they come back. You, you see why I say the star of this story is the father? We wrote him off. But that's not how the father in the story operates. He said, I'm a, they're walking away from me. I know they're going away from me. I know they're in the bar room right now. I know they're sleeping around right now. I know they're not living the way they're supposed to be. Happy. I'm going to keep their mind straight. I'm going to keep giving them the activity of their limbs. I'm going to keep them in check because I want them to be able to come back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The father is not like us. He doesn't write anybody off. Isn't that in the the story? He divided his substance and he gave it to them. This joker went away and couldn't even take care of himself. But the father enabled him to do so. What a father. 
What a father. And so I'm hoping that today I'm, I'm giving somebody peace of mind. Somebody who's been, who's been talking to Jesus about their children or talking to Jesus about a spouse. Or somebody who's been wondering uh, how is this thing going to end up. Somebody who doesn't know that God doesn't give up because we give up. It's just, a, it's just an observation. But there's another observation in the story. This father, I discovered, this, this father, I discovered, he, not only did he give his substance so that the child could survive, but, but we are told that the father sends, his, sends the Holy Spirit to follow the boy wherever he would go. You're not listening to me. So, so uh, Jesus tells us in the book of John, chapter 14, read a couple, just 16 in verse 26. Here's what he says. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Watch this. Who will never leave you. <laughs> Oh, y'all not listening to me. I mean, it's right there in the text. It's in the text. John 14, 16. And verse 26 says, but the Father, he will send an advocate as his representative. That is the Holy Spirit. And he will teach you everything. And he will remind you of everything that I have told you. The Holy Spirit, God will, God, would, see, see, when a parent gets on their knees and begin to pray, it, it releases the Holy Ghost. Right? Look, look, at this is from the book, A Call to Stand, chapter 4, page 12, paragraph 6. The love of God still yearns over the one who has chosen to separate from him. Are you all listening to this? The heart, the love of God still yearns over the one who has chosen to separate from him. And the love of God... Uh, 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 let me read it again. The love of God still yearns over the one who has chosen to separate from him. He, talking about God, sets in operation influences to bring him back to the Father's house. You're not listening to me. You're, you're, you're not getting this. So, so, so somebody you love leaves God. They, they, they call themselves walking out of the church. They, they walk out of your house and, and, and you begin to pray. When you pray because you're in partnership with the Holy Ghost who God has promised he would give and it would never leave. Goes like a secret agent in your behalf and it bothers them to no end. That's why when they're on the dance floor, they might dance harder than everybody else because the Holy Ghost is whispering in their ear, what are you doing here? That's why they got to turn up music when they're sleeping with somebody who ain't their spouse because they're trying to drown out the sound of the Holy Ghost Say, I'm going to sit right here and watch what you're doing because I ain't leaving you. I ain't going nowhere. God says that when he gives his Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit, you can, listen, you might quit him, but he doesn't quit you. Listen, listen, and I've discovered, I've discovered that the Holy Ghost can go wherever he wants to go. 
See, when I was young, they used to tell me, say, there are places the Holy Spirit does not go. And you know, so the first dance I went to, I was waiting for a ball of lightning to descend and blow me up. And when that lightning didn't hit me, I went, I went in off. I, I went all the way in. I'm not talking to anybody. But I've discovered that the Holy Ghost can go to parties. He can go to crack houses. He can go behind bars. The Holy Ghost can go into bedrooms. He can go anywhere. My dad said, son, I was sitting in a bar room with a drink in my hand and the Holy Ghost came in. And that's what Jesus promised. Now, we can leave the Holy Ghost but he ain't leaving us. Right. You might be wondering, how does one leave the Holy Ghost? You wonder that when I said that, you probably you should have went like this. Yeah, I'm wondering that. Yeah, well, how people, how can people leave God? And watch this. When when the Holy Ghost accepts your choice and leaves, he ain't coming back. And that means you're lost. And if you're saying, I wonder if I'm lost, then it's not you. Because when you're lost, you don't care. So, so my, my nephew, he was born early, and so he needed to wear two hearing aids. And his mom and dad used to fuss at him as he got older. And so when he got tired of hearing them, <laughs> he turned down hearing aids until he could no longer hear and he would just stand until he finished but that's what some of us are doing slowly turning down the Holy Ghost voice what are you doing here 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 and when you turn him off Reluctantly, he goes away. But the Holy Ghost's job is to hang in there and to yell as loud as he can yell to bring you back to your senses. One, you know, one of the movies I like is uh, Sister Act 2. Sister Act 2. And uh, Sister Mary Clarence was getting on Rita. See, I could just call the names. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So Sister Mary Clarence is getting on Rita because Rita had a whole lot of attitude. And, and, and so in one scene, Rita was walking on the sidewalk. Sister Mary Clarence jumped in front of her, and Rita said, what do you want? She said, you know what? You got just a little bit too much attitude, but I decided that I'm going to bother you until I can't bother you no more. That's what the Holy Ghost does. You got a little bit too much attitude. I'm trying to keep you out of hell's fire. I'm trying to keep you out of jail. I'm trying to keep you from being hooked on drugs. I'm trying to keep you from having children that you don't want. You got a little, but I decided I'm going to bother you until I can't bother you no more. And all of that was ignited by the father. What a father. What a father who would give his substance to someone who wants to leave home and ignite the power and presence of the Holy Ghost to follow his son off into the far off country. And just, it's just a little observation. But then, then this third observation that I want to make 
about this father is that this, you know, I guess this is more for the people who walked away. Maybe you walked away, you're watching us online right now. And you came across, oh yeah, look at Tabernacle Praise. I, was, I used to go to Tabernacle Praise. Or maybe you'll see this in a distant future. I want you to know how people who love you feel when you walk away. Some child that's walked away from your home and they, you know they ain't living right. How they feel? There is a shadow that goes over that home that cannot be erased. Just ask any parent who's worried about their child who's in a far off country. You can never be happy at home not knowing what's going on with your child. How many hours have you worn your knees out begging God to protect that child? How many hearts have broken because children are out there doing who knows what? Family members are out there acting. Any, how, how have your heart ached? Because, because when a person walks away from what you know is right, you can never be happy. And for those who have walked away, I want you to know what you're doing to your homes. Your parents can never be happy. Your grandparents can never be happy. As long as you're out there in a distant country, distant world, doing all kinds of stuff, there can never be peace at home. And so you have given the legacy of trauma and drama and sadness to your homes. Little did the gay, thoughtless youth, as he went from his father's gate, dream of the ache and longings left in the father's heart. When he danced and feasted with his wild companions, little did he think of the shadow that had fallen on his home. Some, some person is watching and have walked away. Heaven's not even happy because you're not walking with God. Angels are working overtime. Kids who have moved away and live in any kind of way and you can't wait to get out so you can do your own thing. You know, you know all of us said that. I said that. I can't wait till I get to a certain. I can't wait. I'm going to get out and I'm going to do what I want to do. All of us have felt that way. When we walk away from what we know that has been put in us, home, the people we say we love can never walk away with peace. There's always the shadow that's over the home. There are always prayers that are ascending. There's always that longing, that ache in the hearts for that child wondering if they're going to be able to make it back to the house they live in while they're out there in a the wild country for fear that they may miss out on eternity. And so while we're out there living any kind of way, as soon as we go to jail, we call mama and daddy. We do. And that's what happened in the story. 
as soon as that joker spent his money, as soon as he spent everything that he had, the word says there came a famine. And I want you to know, if you're contemplating on walking away from God, if you've walked away from God, if you've turned your back, you're on your way to a famine. It's evident. It's a certainty. It will happen. And that's how, because the devil, that's how he does. He said, let him have a little fun. Can you imagine the, the prodigal walking into the barroom? He cues up Sue. Hey, Sue, who's he? Oh, he's the new guy in town. And he's loaded with dope. Well, let him win a couple of rounds. And then clean him out. I got you, honey. He's good as toast. That's how it happens. The devil lets you win a couple of dice throws. <laughs> the devil lets you, he lets you not get in trouble with just one or two drinks. Isn't this how he does it? But a famine will always arise. And the next thing you know, two drinks goes as three and four and five and six. And the next thing you know, you have to find your way to an alcoholic anonymous. It might not impact your friends, but you just take one sniff and you're hooked for life. A famine will come. He might not become a baby's daddy. She might not become a baby's mama. But it might happen to you on the first shot. The famine will come and you will find yourselves being in want. That's what happened in the story. And so while old boy was sitting in the pig pen, dude, the Bible says, man, even, you know you have nothing when what pigs eat look good to you. I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody spent any time in the country. We call it in the country. Not only does the pig pen stink, all kind of garbage and filth is there. And the boy finds himself, I'm almost finished, wanting to eat the slop that the pig, it's starting to look like steak. It's starting to smell like fried chicken. He, he would have fain have filled his belly with the stuff that the pigs were eating. And then you all remember that Holy Ghost who never leaves? Kicked in the exhibition. The father in heaven probably said, that's enough. Go talk to him. And so while he's sitting in the pig pen, the, the Holy Ghost, who's right there, says, listen, dude, your daddy, got, your daddy got servants living better than this. The boy said, you know what? I will arise and go to my father and tell him, yeah, you need to tell him you were wrong. I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm not even worthy to be called your son. Tell him, just make you a servant. Just make me a hired servant. Even my daddy's servants live better than this. <laughs> what a father. <laughs> what, what, a, what a father. And so, it was a nice, sunshiny day. Cool breeze. Daddy was sitting on the porch, one of them big porch, one of them big porches with the with the wooden rocking chairs. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The wooden rocking chairs. Rocking back and forth. The 
kids were playing double dutch out there. Yeah, some, some over there with the fishing poles. You, you can get on the key. You can get on the key. Some out there with the fishing poles. Fishing. And other they were skipping rocks. It was, it, it, one was on the barbecue grill, and he, he's barbecuing some chocolates and some chicken and some, you know, he's bar, he barbecuing all that. It was right there on the grill. It's, when around the corner, down the long road, appears a figure who looks differently than when he left. Lost a lot of weight. Didn't look the same as when he left. Not walking as spry. Kind of bent over. This figure doesn't appear to have shoes on and hair seems to be matted and it appears he hasn't shaved in a while. The attention begins to focus down the road. They stop skipping rocks. Somebody's coming. Double Dutch stopped. See, see somebody down there. You know who that is? I don't know. Stop flipping meat on the barbecue grill. Who is that? And they turn to the father and say, where Where did dad go? And you see this aged figure running down the dirt rocky road, leaving a dust trail in the air. Because here's the one thing that you got to know. People might forget who you are, how you look, but daddy never forgets his child. Oh, he doesn't look the same, but daddy says, I know that form. I know that figure. I know who it is. And begins to run to meet him. What a dad. What a father. Begins to run to this stinking form. Stained with pig pen slop. The boy tries to stop his dad as he's coming, but the dad nonsense throws himself on the filthy form of this boy. Picks him up, spins him around. I've been waiting on you to come home. I've been waiting on you to come home. The father takes off his rich royal mantle. Wraps it around the form of this boy because he refuses to let his boy be embarrassed by coming home looking tattered and torn while he's yelling, bring the best robe. Put it on him. Bring the best, get them, get, bring, yeah, get those brand new Nikes that have not been used yet. The Air Jordan ones. Put it on his feet. Hey, grab that signet ring out of the room and bring it back to him. This is important stuff. You see how the father keeps building back up that which was broken down? We, we're scared and thinking that he's going to hate on us and he's going to dog us out, but he's just waiting to dress us back up. And one of the things that the father does is he gives him a signet ring. That's important now. Because remember, the boy went off into the far country with all of what he was supposed to get. 
but the signet ring gave him the ability to sign checks again. <laughs> You're not listening to me. <laughs> because when you go to the store and you stamp the father's signet ring, it carries the weight of the dad. And they give you the merchandise that you live. Because when you come back to God, it does, you don't come with, with strings attached. When you come back to God, he makes you a true son. He makes you a true daughter. He restores you. What a father. And so I just came to make some observations about a father who loves all of us. Every one of us. And you know what? He loves those that you're sitting in here right now feeling burdened about. You think it might be over, but not with the Father I serve. Are you listening to me? He knows the struggle. folk are going through. He, he feels your pain. He says he'll never leave you. For so while you're on your knees praying and pleading, he's right there with you. He hasn't given up. That's why I will preach to I don't care who it is. <laughs> I don't care where they are. I don't care what they got, what they don't have. Just got to tell them about Jesus. Yeah. Wants to restore them. Yeah. And that's great news. Yeah. So somebody else may choose to give up on folk, but I don't. I don't care how far gone we think they are. Right in there with God. Still go, God? Yep, go. I'm going. <laughs> Cut that. Because he wants to give us back what the locust has eaten. So you, you may have come in here today contemplating, you know what, I'm out of this church thing. I'm sick of it. You might have come in here today and you were about to stop. You were about to give up on talking to God in behalf of that child who you don't even know what they're doing right now. You may have come in here today and you thought that what people are going through was too big for even God to handle. Can I just make another observation? There is nothing. No thing. that God can't do. Period. And so I believe it. There is nothing that God can't do. I don't know why he chooses to do what he chooses to do, but I do know that in a little while, it will all become clear and I will know that God loves me. I will know that he's there for me. I will know that I am never left. I am know, I will know that I'm never forsaken. I will know. I will know that God is right there 
for me. Giving me his resources when I don't deserve it. Sending the agent of the Holy Ghost who ain't never going to leave me unless I leave him. to make the turn down the road because I'm tired of living with the shadow over our heads for our members have walked away our children have walked away I want them to come home now you notice in this story that when the boy came home he tried to make the speech but the father, it's almost like the father didn't hear him. See, throw the biggest party. We already got the relatives here. Throw the biggest party you can get. Because God likes celebrations. Especially when people come back home. What a father. What a father. So, might have been close to giving up walking away from God maybe you yeah. You might be worried almost close to giving up on some child or some person that you've been praying for that you think there's no hope for I've come today to let you know that there's hope and if you want me to pray for you today and ask God to increase your power your faith, your hope, your hold on your prayers, why don't you stand to your feet I want to pray for you while you're standing there may be somebody else here today that might need to say, you know what, preach, I didn't know, I didn't know about this, this God who accepts folk back from the far off country. I didn't know that was possible. I thought once I walked away, that was, that was it. Yeah, but I learned today that, that he accepts folk back. And so I want to learn more about that kind of God. I want to, y'all got, y'all do any studying at that church? You know, if you're online, you can put it in the chat. We got somebody checking out the chat. If you're in the church, you can just say, listen, I want to get some Bible studies. I want to know a little bit more about that God who accepts folk back, who almost in, who in pig pens, willing to give up. I want to know some more about that kind of God. If that's your desire, just wave your hand. Just wave your hand, just wave your hand like this. If you're online, put it in the chat. We got it. Anybody, anybody. And then, lastly, you say, preacher, pray for me. I don't need to know what you want me to pray for you about. You say, preacher, pray for me. I'm in a struggle. Pray for me. If that's your desire, just wave your hand. God sees your hands. God sees your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, here we are. We are thankful. Man, what, what a father. What a father who, who will give us resources so we can be in our right minds, have the activity of our limbs, even when we ain't trying to live right. Because it's your desire for us to always make it back. We are thankful that you send the Holy Spirit who will bother us to no end. Thank you, Lord, for that. And Lord, we ask that you will lift this shadow that's over the home. We know we're worried about folk. But knowing that you're on the case, 
Help us as we continue our prayers and supplications. There are people in here today, people are watching online, they're praying for, for their family members and loved ones. We're in a far off country right now. And I pray that while we're praying, that the Holy Spirit will whisper in their ears, you need to go back home. Let them sense it while we're praying. And then, Lord, for those who raise their hands, there is something that they need divine intervention on. And we're praying in the name of Jesus that before the end of the day, they will experience the answer to the prayer. And then they will put their hands even more securely in yours. Walk with us and help us to be faithful until you shall say, well done. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. Let everybody say amen. 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 And amen. Amen. You know, the prodigal son, the prodigal son went out into the far country. And the Holy Spirit moved upon his heart to come back. But the question is, there are those out there that we need to tell. We need to tell them about Jesus. So the question is, who's going to tell them? Who's going to tell them that Jesus loves them? That's the question. Who's going to tell them? It's just one simple question. Who's going to tell them? That they don't have to live that way anymore. Who's going to tell them? serious question who's gonna tell them Jesus loves them who's gonna tell them there's a better way who's gonna warn them of the things coming on them so God can turn their night today. Can I say that one more time? Who's going to tell them Jesus loves them? Who's going to tell them there's a better way? Who's going to warn them of the things coming on them so God can turn their nights today? Somebody's got to warn them. Somebody's got to tell them. Can you help me say somebody? Somebody's got to warn them. Somebody's got to tell them. Somebody's
nobody's gotta tell them Who's gonna tell them? Who's gonna tell them? Jesus loves them. Who's gonna tell them? There's a better way. Who's gonna warn them of the things coming on So God can turn Somebody, somebody's gotta warn them. Somebody's got to warn them. Somebody's got to tell them. Somebody's got to let them know that Jesus is coming. Somebody's got to warn him. Anybody willing to warn them with me? Anybody willing to let them know? All over the building. I'm going to tell them Jesus to love them. I'm going to tell them there's a better way. I'm going to warn them of the things coming on so God can turn Somebody's living in darkness. Somebody's living in sin. And we have to let them know. We have to tell them that Jesus is coming. That Jesus is coming. Do we have any witnesses out there today? Father, we thank you so much for this message. We thank you for what a father that will love us so much that in spite of our foolishness, in spite of our shortcoming, in spite of our arrogance, you're still waiting on us. You're still loving on us. And we want to say thank you. Thank you for the preached word. Thank you for the man of God. Ask that you will continue to cover and keep him, we pray. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen.